Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Years ago, Robert Bork, looking to become part of the United States Supreme Court, wrote a book called Slouching Toward Gomorrah. Slouching Toward Gomorrah. Well, today... We are not slouching toward Gomorrah. We are sodomizing the world. That's exactly right. And when we finish with today's program, you will be absolutely convinced that the United States of America is being used as the premier agent to sodomize the world. Please listen very carefully to today's program. Because... The destiny of the world and our position in biblical prophecy is being revealed right before our eyes. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, if you were to go to the book of Luke, you would find that Jesus, in talking about the end of the age, just before his second coming, he spoke about two particular characterizations of the world that would exist. The first was as it was in the days of Noah. What was it like in the days of Noah? Well, the Bible says very clearly in Genesis chapter 6 that it was horrendous. In other words, wickedness was so great upon the face of the earth and violence was so pervasive that it was totally unrestrained. There was nothing left to do but to destroy humankind. And that's what God did through a flood, as it was in the days of Noah. But then Jesus also said in the book of Luke, as it was in the days of Lot. Well, Lot was the nephew of Abraham, the father of the faith, the father of both the Jewish faith and the Christian faith. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Lot, so it will be just before the second coming. But what was it like in the days of Lot? We know that a situation arose between Abraham and his nephew Lot. They had each become quite prosperous as they had left Ur of the Chaldees uh, as, as being led by God to go toward the land of promise. So they're in the land of promise and their sheep, Their goats, their oxen, whatever livestock they had was so abundant that they could not occupy the same land. It was creating problems and friction between their laborers. And so Abraham said to Lot, look, this situation cannot go on this way. So I want you to make a choice, Lot. I want you either to go east or stay here. If you go east, then I'll stay here. If you stay here in the land of promise, then I'll go east. So here's what the Bible says. Lot lifted up his eyes toward Sodom, toward Gomorrah, toward the east. 
and he saw that the land there seemed to be quite rich, that it was great, like the land of Egypt, he said. And so the Bible says this, Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom. And that's exactly what the United States of America has done through two presidents, beginning with Barack Hussein Obama and now with Joe Biden. And you're going to see just how intent these two have been and are to this very day, including this week, to sodomize the world and pitch the tent of the United States not only toward Sodom, but to create the whole world as Sodom. That may sound like a very strong statement, but indeed, you'll find that as we present the evidence here today on Viewpoint, it is exactly right. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction talk that transforms. You're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny, friends, and you just can't listen to Viewpoint long and not be changed. You just have to make decisions because we present information in such a way that it requires response. It requires your response in terms of your own mind, your own heart, your response. You can't be neutral. There is no such thing as a neutral viewpoint. All viewpoints determine destiny. Whether you believe it or not, whether you want it to be that way or not, you cannot maintain neutrality in viewpoints. That's a pretense. To try to maintain neutrality in viewpoints is actually dissing courage. What you're really saying is, I'm not capable or I'm not willing to be a real person on the planet and take responsibility for what I believe. So, today on Viewpoint, we're not in the business of pursuing some sort of a political agenda called anti-gay or anti-this or anti-that in terms of politics. What we're talking about today is not primarily political. It's been made political because those who want to promote that which is perverse want to frame it through the power of politics. And you're going to see that's exactly what is happening. So here we are. The U.S. now proposing to queer up foreign nations. That's the headline. U.S. proposes to queer up foreign nations. Did you hear that? Again, U.S. proposes to queer up foreign nations. The U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, you said, released new guidelines and recommendations for addressing and promoting LGBTQ programs in foreign nations. The U.S. Agency for International Development recommended new LGBTQ advancements and programs for its 100-plus locations across the globe, according to a new policy framework released yesterday. The said aims to promote pro-LGBTQ policies and increase the presence of LGBTQ programming via its mission locations throughout the world, which include, here, listen to this, which include Africa, South America, and the Middle East. 
according to the 2023 LGBTQI plus inclusive development policy. You said we'll also promote inclusive approaches to humanitarian and development assistance. It highlights the participation, needs, and capacities of LGBTQI individuals in these settings. All USAID, you said staff, will be required to complete an e-module on LGBTQ inclusive development, which will detail how staff can be more inclusionary of LGBTQ people in the, you said, workplace. In response, Matt Getz, Florida congressman, along with other Republican congressional members, introduced legislation on Tuesday that would abolish, you said, on the grounds that the organization promotes left-wing policies over actual humanitarian aid, using government tax money to spread perverse ideology. That's just the introduction, friends. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. The sodomizing of the world, the United States under the Obama administration and the Biden administration intentionally having taken the lead to sodomize the entire world in total contradiction to the warnings of Scripture and the declarations of biblical prophecy as to the characteristics that would usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. You might ask yourself, well, how long... Can God wait before he judges America? If he judged Sodom and Gomorrah for its sodomizing practices, why would he delay in judging the United States of America? Are we sanctimonious? Are we somehow set apart in some way that we could not Expect God to judge our country, even though we have a good and godly heritage going back over 400 years? Israel had the same problem. Israel had the same problem because they also were called out ones. They also had a spiritual heritage, but they also facilitated the practice of sodomy. And God warned them. And he sent prophets to warn them. And even some of their kings, a few righteous kings, came in and eradicated the sodomizers in the country. But today, this article came this very day from Israel. Israel National News. It's Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. And they're not just talking about the United States. They're talking about Israel. Yeah, it's spreading all over Israel. And the United States has facilitated this, claiming that somehow we should set the stage 
So here's what's happened, friends. Many of you know that I spent 30 years in California, uh, went to college there, university, then also uh, taught school there for nine years, began to see these changes begin to take place in the late 1960s and the early 1970s. We began to see it sweep into the church in the 1970s uh, through divorce and remarriage, and then it began to take traction in the area of the homosexual movement in the 1980s. Gradually, through the seeker-sensitive movement, not the church growth movement, but the seeker-sensitive movement in the church, everybody became so sensitive to the issues of others and the thinking of others that they forgot to be sensitive to God and his viewpoint. So which viewpoint is more important? That's how it all got started. And today it seems like the snowball rolling down the hill has gained so much mass, so much speed, that it's impossible to stop it. And the United States of America and its administrations are promoting the very thing that God says he hates. He called the practice of sodomy, homosexuality, an abomination. In other words, totally indefensible and unacceptable to the God of creation. So what do you say? Well, you say, well, it depends on the culture you're living in. Really? So are you saying that culture and its demands should elevate itself over Christ and his demands? Do we not have to make a decision somewhere? You see, this is not fundamentally a political issue. Abortion is not fundamentally a political issue. None of these issues that we're dealing with that are destroying our country and the world are fundamentally political issues. They've just been made political in order to drive the agendas using tax money. Now, as we go further today here on Viewpoint, we're going to see how pervasive this really is. It's invaded every single aspect of our country, and the world. And as we're talking here, I have in front of me, I I just couldn't believe how many articles, and I had to distill many things out in order to have a manageable uh, group of things to present to you here so that you and all of us would be fully persuaded that what we're really talking about here is indeed true and is profoundly dangerous, not only on a practical basis for our families, our children, our grandchildren, but also in the face of a God who demands holiness. So, now we go to the Russian Times. You see, the Russian Times, why would you go to the Russian Times? What do they have to say about anything? Well, they might have more to say about this in a righteous way than the United States and its publications, believe it or not. Because actually, in Russia, Vladimir Putin has decided, we're not going to play this homosexual game. We're not going to allow this to continue in our country. This is contrary to God's creation. Yeah, that's Vladimir Putin. You may not like him. You might hate his ever-living guts, but that's what he said. We're not going to have it here. And the Duma, the legislative body in Russia, has decided out with the homosexual movement. 
But now, the World Bank has announced a halt to new funding for Uganda. In Africa, citing the country's anti-homosexual bill passed earlier this year as the reason for the decision. Late last month, several members of the U.S. Congress, primarily Democrats, wrote to World Bank President Banga requesting that the bank suspend all leading, all lending to Uganda in order to force the government to repeal the anti-gay legislation. Notice they use politics, political power, and money. They didn't use moral persuasion. They used politics, political power, and money. The World Bank team went to Kampala immediately. There, Uganda, to ensure project implementation aligned with the bank's environmental and social guidelines. But what did the bank have to do with environmental and social guidelines? You see, the corporations of our world and the monetary organizations of the world have decided to embrace not the business that they were ordained to do, but to use the business that they were ordained to do to force other issues, i.e., through political power and money. It's called bribery. Uganda State Minister for Foreign Affairs accused the World Bank of hypocrisy, claiming that it had been put under pressure by the usual imperialists. Well, who are the usual imperialists? The United States, its administration. He responded saying there are many Middle East countries who do not tolerate homosexuals. They actually hang and execute homosexuals in the United States. And in the United States of America, many states have passed laws that are either against or restrict activities of homosexuality. So why pick on Uganda, he said. Well, the U.S. State Department imposed visa restrictions now on Ugandan officials in June and warned that those responsible for violating human rights as conceived by the Obama, excuse me, by the Biden administration in the African country, including those of LGBTQ people, would be held accountable. The Ugandan president, Museveni, has stated repeatedly, though, that his government will not be swayed in other words, will not be by uh, bribed, will not be coerced to repeal a law that he claims is necessary to prevent LGBTQ people from recruiting others. In other words, spreading sodomy over Uganda and Africa. Then, in another article coming from the Russian Times today, the headline, Uganda accuses World Bank of coercion over anti-gay law. The bank underestimates Africa and the continent should be left to solve its own problems, said President Museveni. The World Bank is attempting to force Uganda into abandoning its principles and its sovereignty, said the President Museveni. And that com those comments follow the World Bank's announcement on Tuesday that it would not approve new loans for Uganda in response to the country's anti-gay law. 
So, in a statement yesterday, the Ugandan leader vowed that his country would develop with or without loans. He said they really underestimate Africans. We don't need pressure from anybody to know how to solve our problems in our society. In fact, they are the problems, and he's right. The World Bank is the latest entity to sanction the East African country following the U.S. government's imposition of restrictions on anti-gay sponsors in June and the threat of further action against officials responsible for human rights violations. But that's not all. We've just started, friends. We have just started. Today, actually a couple days ago, this headline, Perverters in Chief, Jill Biden goes on grotesque new mission. With her smiling face, what did she do? The first lady, Jill Biden's campaign role is to go where the 2024 votes are for her octogenarian husband. And for Democrats, that means the symbolic queer capital of the world. So where did she go? San Francisco, where she posed last week with a bevy of homosexual drag queens. Does she not have any sense of composure? No, they don't. They have cast all society, all reason, all righteousness aside in order to achieve the advancement of sodomy. Ms. Biden ventured to the LGBT Mecca for an event at a place called Manny's, a gathering space that boasted about her visit as being unapologetically queer and unapologetically political. Notice they politicized that which otherwise was a moral and spiritual issue. So they don't want to call it a moral and spiritual issue. It's a political issue because that way you can use political power, governmental power, and money to try to carry your agenda. Otherwise, you have to rely upon persuasion, moral and spiritual persuasion. But they have no foundation for that. The Manny's Instagram post shows Jill Biden posing with what appeared to be five drag queens, men dressed up as pretend women. The post caption reads, this photo says it all. San Francisco Queens meeting the First Lady of the United States of America in a civic meeting space in the Mission District of my fair city of San Francisco. So the question is, is a catastrophe imminent in the United States with support of this kind of sexual deviance? You may not like the use of the term sexual deviance, but you're going to find that, in fact, that's exactly what people in other places of the world think that is, other than the Western world, that we have profoundly affected for unrighteousness and to pursue and advance the cause of that which God calls an abomination. Establishment Democrats have fully embraced the idea that homosexual drag queens, who in their adult drag show performances usually revel in crude sexual humor, they're appropriate role models for innocent kids, they say, on the other hand, Republicans and conservatives are saying, no, her appearance with drag queens, 
They're united in their quest to indoctrinate the children of America into the ways of deviant behavior. Deviant. Remember that word. The Biden administration suffered a major embarrassment when, at a, by the way, I'm reading excerpts from this article. The Biden administration suffered a major embarrassment when, at a June White House LGBT Pride Month event, some transgender activists flashed their chemically and surgically altered chests in a group selfie with the president shown welcoming celebrants. But the spectacle helped cement in the public's mind how extreme the Bible, uh, Biden team and Democrats in general have become on LGBT and especially trans issues. Meanwhile, Jill Biden, on her post on Twitter, celebrated the lesbian U.S. soccer team player Megan Rapinoe and gave her top kudos. And we still just started, friends. This is your point. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. The year was 1997. William Jefferson Clinton, then President of the United States, made a trip to Southern California. It was the first time in American history that we have any record of an American president openly, brazenly, intentionally going into the exclusive presence uh, presence of a homosexual community. But that's what he did. So Bill Clinton went to California to attend and speak at this particular homosexual event. We're not going to call it LGBTQ because it's homosexual. That's what it really is. So we don't want to use euphemisms to soften the edge and make it more acceptable. That's what our culture does. That's what Christians do. That's what Christian pastors are doing. And it's wrong. We need to call things what they really are, otherwise we become complicit in dancing around the truth and in advancing the cause of these things that God says are an abomination in his sight. So here's what happened. Listen carefully. Bill Clinton spoke at this event, and here's what he said. We are referring to America. He was speaking on behalf of America now. Yes, he was a Democrat, 
but he, maybe he was referring to the Democrat Party, I don't know, but he was representing them, himself, as the representative, the official representative of we the people. And he said, we are in practical ways, in other words, on the ground, not just with ideas, but in practical ways, changing the immutable ideals that have guided us from the beginning. That's what he said. Let's analyze it. First of all, he said we're changing something. Changing from what to what? We're changing from the ideals, he said, that have guided this country from the beginning to something else. Not only did he say that, but he said they were unchangeable ideals. That's what the word immutable means. He said we are in practical ways, in other words, on the ground, in reality, changing the unchangeable ideals that have guided America from the beginning. What was he talking about? Advancing the cause of sodomy. Homosexuality. Perversion. Deviancy. That's what he was talking about. So he began the trajectory there openly and notoriously in 1997. That was just five years, four years, after the Lord had moved upon my heart to lead the practice of law in Southern California to plead his cause in the land as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation, America's greatest crisis hour, to rebuild the foundations of faith and freedom and to confront the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. And that's what we do here the last 28 years on this program. In my book... Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception, there is an entire chapter section called Gateways to Deception. Gateways to Deception. And what we're dealing with now, friends, is not only just generalized deception, but we are in a cultural fast track to deceive the whole world. So not only are we as a country, being deceived, self-deceived. But we are actually now taking the lead, starting with Bill Clinton in our country, then advancing it through Barack Obama during his administration, which he did intentionally, and now capitulating that, or catapulting that, rather, even further down the track, through Mr. Biden. It began with cultural seduction. And culture is a powerful and pervasive influence, friends. In fact, with the exception of the laws of nature, like the law of gravity, the culture in which we live exerts the greatest influence in our lives during our earthly sojourn here, except if you're willing to submit yourself to the word, will, and the ways of God through his word. So the power and force of culture is so great that it can literally lord it over our lives. And when culture becomes lord, Christ is no longer our master, but just a mascot. That's where we are. It's gone so far that there's no turning back absent a massive spiritual revival in the country. Even the pastors are cuddling with the culture. 
finding seductive solace for souls parched for lack of intimacy. The church has gone in bed with the culture in many ways. It's just unfortunate. It's just the way it is. It's the way it is. Somebody has to be able to speak things clearly so that we do not miss the reality. The statistical facts reveal that we have become a spiritually salacious country, even in our church. I urge you to get a copy of my book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. And that's just one chapter. One chapter. It's going to help you understand what things really look like when deception and seduction take over and what to do about it. You and I are the only ones that can do anything about it. This is not primarily a matter of politics. The politics is the symptom. The problem is the heart. The politics is the symptom. The problem is our heart. We're double-minded, unstable in all our ways. Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints. It's an $18 book, yours for $15, on our website, saveus.org. It's not just about uh, the homosexual. In fact, that's a relatively small part of the book. It's about many other kinds of ways that you and I are being seduced, drawn into the mind, the ways, the heart of a anti-God, anti-biblical set of viewpoints that are destroying us and setting the stage for our inability to be ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ, who's not coming back for a bride with spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. Seduction of the Saints, on the website, saveus.org, saveus.org, call us 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. No, I do not hate people that are practicing homosexuals. Never have and never will. I have grief for them. I mourn for them. I despise what they do, but I do not hate them. That's not the problem. The problem is not that we're haters. We hate evil. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is to hate evil. Not to hate people, but to hate evil. If you do not fear God, You will fear man, and you will embrace evil. There's no other way around it. Iraq is having to deal with this itself. This also comes from the Russian Times. Iraq now has ordered media companies to use the term sexual deviance. It's a government regulation now. The Iraqi government has reportedly ordered media companies to stop using the word homosexuality and replace it with sexual deviance. The directive applies to news and entertainment media as well as to Internet and phone companies. And they're also forbidding the use of the word gender the way it's being used today. Why? 
because they see the inroads that sodomy is having to destroy their country and their people. Regardless of what you think about Islam, regardless of what you think about the Taliban, at least they're standing at least that far, that much in righteousness with the God of creation. The Jerusalem Post contains an article today. Rabbi Tao is calling on followers to wage war on Israel's LGBT community. Well, really, what he's actually doing, that isn't really an honest statement. What he's really calling for is waging war on sodomy and the spread of the sodomizing of Israel. He knows that this, he's calling it a crime against humanity. And it is. From God's perspective, the practice of sodomy is a crime against humanity. Our founder, George Washington, believed that. And that's why he said, if I ever see or hear of anyone in the United States Army, in the American Revolution, who is either practicing sodomy or encouraging someone else to do it, you will be drummed out of the army the next day. Why? Friends, a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. That's what this spirit, this is a spirit of sodomy, of seduction, of destruction that is designed to take over your children and grandchildren and the entire nation. How far has this gone? Well, self-proclaimed Marxist lesbian, library president, now is getting into the act. The president, listen to this, the president of the American Library Association is responding to a tweet where she called herself a Marxist lesbian Her name is Emily Dabransky, called herself a Marxist lesbian in celebration of her being elected ALA president, and people aren't happy about it. Really? She expected, he, she, whoever he is, expected people to be happy about a Marxist lesbian being promoted to head up America's libraries? We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. We're talking about the sodomizing of the world today. 
the United States of America through uh, its political representatives and social representatives are intent on turning the entire world into Sodom and Gomorrah and celebrating it. They believe that that is the great liberation of the world, where true freedom and liberty and justice will be for all. But in order for that to happen, they have to coerce everyone else to conform. Because the number of people, the percentage of people that are in favor of this is relatively slim. Now, within the Democrat Party, as a political party, the percentage is very great. Because most of them are not God-fearing people. Most of them are the ones that celebrated Barack Hussein Obama as the Messiah. You think I'm incorrect? You think I'm going too far? Oh, my friend, you have no idea what they did. And it's all recorded in my books. Dozens and dozens and dozens of claims, even to the Democrat National Convention, where they refused the name of God and lifted up the name of Barack Hussein Obama as Messiah. So when you think you're Messiah, you think you have, shall we say, supreme power and sovereignty over the very viewpoint of God. And that's the way it was for Barack Obama. So much so that this week, Barack Obama's brother has again gone public with his assertion that the former president is homosexual. This time referring to Barack's public support for keeping pornographic books in libraries. Here's what happened on July 17th. Barack Obama tweeted, quote, Today, some of the books that shaped my life and the lives of so many others are being challenged by people who disagree with certain ideas or perspectives. In other words, the homosexual viewpoint and pedophilia. Barack Obama was alluding to graphically explicit books, including the book called Gender Queer, which is replete with pornographic images and which he said shaped his life. Just last week, the Gateway Pundit reported an award-winning Barack Obama biographer revealed several eyebrow-raising claims about the former president in an interview, including Obama frequently fantasized about having gay sex to a former girlfriend. That's a quote. Regardless of what you think about that, Mr. Obama was renowned for his fraternizing in the homosexual community and gay bars in Chicago. They tried to hide it. One person who tried to bring it out just seemed to disappear from American life. Just disappeared. Amazing. In 2009, this article appeared, Porn Practitioners Promoted to Children. 
Group set up by Obama's safe schools chief recommends gay pioneers. The name was Kevin Jennings. President Obama's chief of the safe schools official in the Department of Education, Office of the Department of Education, to promote pornography as part of its plans for teaching school children about homosexuality. Friends, this does not happen accidentally. You should have known about these things, but there was so much talk about, well, anything against Barack Obama or saying anything about him is racist. No, it has nothing to do with race. It has to do, if you want to talk about racist, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty racist in the sense that the practice of sexual uh, seduction and so on is, in a different sense, called racist. It has nothing to do with skin color. We call it racy. Don't hear that term much anymore. You can understand why. Next article, September 2009, Safe Schools Chief Encouraged Child Sex with Older Man. The Washington Times came out and made this public. The radical homosexual activist who founded one of the biggest organizations in the nation to promote gay activities in public schools needs to come clean, according to the Washington Times. This was what Mr. Obama was promoting. You say, well, I don't want to think that about Mr. Obama. Well, you need to think about what people are doing. We need to know, do you really think we can go on ignorantly and still affect change that we can believe in? Mr. Obama said five days before his inauguration, we are five days away from the fundamental transformation of America. What did he mean by that? He didn't tell you. We're finding out what he meant. He meant the complete sexual transformation of America promoting that which God says is an abomination around the world, not only through the practice of sodomy, but also the killing of children all over the world through abortion. The number two, the two primary things that Mr. Obama promised he was going to do right after his election, right after his inauguration, was to spread abortion and pay for it with government money and to spread homosexuality. And that's what he did. Now, I have in front of me a list. Went to Google and put in this title, Obama Coercing Africa to Homosexuality. Well, guess what came out? About 10 separate articles, all in the period from 2013 to 2015. What do they say? Well, here's one from France. Obama pushes gay rights in Africa on Senegal trip. Another. Obama urges gay rights in Africa during trip to Senegal. Another. African religious leaders reject Obama's call to decriminalize homosexuality. Another, African religious leaders rebuke Obama 
who was calling to decriminalize homosexuality during his recent three-nation trip to the continent. You see, what Mr. Obama tried to do, Mr. Biden is now doing through unsaid. We started out the program talking about that. The sodomizing of the world by intent. Here's the article somewhere here. The sodomizing of the world, the intent to sodomize the world. You notice we're continuing to use the proper word. It's not about spreading LGBTQ. It's about spreading sodomy. Call it what it is. It's not about spreading gay rights. They have nothing to do with being gay. It has everything to do with being a sodomite. In the Old Testament, we find that whenever someone, a righteous king, rose up, he removed the Sodomites. When God was concerned about what was happening with Abraham's nephew, Lot, there who had pinched his tent toward Sodom, he caused fire and brimstone to come down on Sodom and destroy it. They now believe that they have found that location, and it ain't pretty. But now, as if that's not enough, the Red Cross has just come out and said, we don't care whether or not the blood that uh, uh, practicing homosexuals and sodomites uh, can, can provide, we don't care whether it's contaminated or not, we're going to allow them to donate blood now because we're not going to hold up any more barriers. So any individual, regardless of gender or sexual orientation, who has had new or multiple sexual partners in the last three months, also had anal sex in that time frame, will be asked to wait three months to donate blood for the last anal sex contact. This is the Red Cross, my friends. The policy change came after pressure from LGBTQ activist organizations. In other words, political pressure has nothing to do with moral and spiritual pressure, has everything to do with political pressure to drive an unrighteous agenda. So the Red Cross says, forget everything we said in the past about contaminating blood. You should feel comfortable and trust that the blood you receive is safe. Really, on what basis? Really, on what basis? On a warm Thursday evening in June 23rd, the Embassy of Israel in Washington opened its doors to host a vibrant and inclusive pride celebration led by Ambassador Michael Herzog with the presence of Admiral Rachel L. Levine, M.D., the Assistant Secretary for Health, who made history as the highest-ranking openly transgender official in U.S. presidential administration. The event 
aim to celebrate and honor the LGBTQ plus community. In other words, the community of perversity, moral and spiritual perversity, promoting the values of inclusion, diversity, and love, rejecting the values that God has designed and directed in his word. So what do you say? Israel's facing exactly the same thing that we are. Both Jew and Gentile are being concluded in unrighteousness, as the Apostle Paul said, and judgment is coming. How quickly, we do not know. But the book of Jude, just one chapter just before the book of Revelation, tells us that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Now, the state of Massachusetts has been prohibiting Christian parents from adopting children in a dire situation where they cannot find parents for children. They're prohibiting Christian parents from adopting children or even serving as foster parents if they refuse to abandon their faith with regard to their belief concerning what the Bible has to say about the practice of homosexuality and gender. Do you see how this has taken over the entire land? It's taken over everything. And in our churches, our pastors are capitulating. They think it's cool, or they think it's loving. It's not loving, friend, to embrace what God says he hates or is an abomination. That's not loving. Is it? What do you think? We're not trying to stir up animosity toward people who happen to be practicing homosexuals or sodomites. But we need to call it what it is. We need to agree with God. Do you? That's the beginning. Then we train our children and grandchildren accordingly. And our pastors teach appropriately in our congregations. We might just end up with a moral and spiritual revival that would change everything. Just thinking. Thanks for joining us. Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints. $15 on our website, saveus.org. How to stay pure in a world of deception. Become a partner with us, friends. Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. God bless, and let's stand strong. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. 